0: W.A.T.D. presents John Paul, the Car Doctor. All things automotive. Have questions? Call 781-837-4900. Now,
1: here's John Paul, the Car Doctor. And good Sunday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on 95.9 W.A.T.D., your Shore's radio station. And um, welcome to the first program of fall pretty sure it's fall i think fall started yesterday uh so welcome to welcome to fall uh and it feels like it especially where i am it's it's cold and damp and 60 degrees and we actually lit a fire in the fireplace last night so take a little chill out of the air um so it's uh you know start as you know start to think about getting your car ready for winter time and cold weather and we'll talk about that a little bit later um Electric vehicles certainly all in the news. We we look at we you can't really pick up the any kind of what media whether it's an actual newspaper or look on your phone or anything where you see some information about electric vehicles and one of the things that tends to come up with electric vehicles is electric vehicle fires. And although gasoline cars start on fire every single day they don't make the news, but when an electric car starts on fire it makes the news and with us is michael mo he is the ceo of cooler technologies and cooler is a company that has put together sort of a containment system to try to try to help with some of these um lithium battery runaway systems is not that right michael
2: yeah hey good morning john uh uh great to be with you yes uh we put uh uh, energy management systems together to uh, control the lithium-ion battery thermal runaway issue that I just talked about,
1: and uh, you know that's one of the things that uh, when you look at when you look at these lithium battery fires, um, and in the future it looks like maybe there's going to be some additional you know types of batteries that might be available. Graphene has some has some uh, future, although it's pretty expensive to make. Um, Lithium certainly seems to be the go-to for right now. Uh, is it as much of a problem as the media makes it out to be, or is it, or is it something that we just need to look at as just another, just another thing that can catch on fire?
2: Yeah, uh, no, I think that this is, uh, you know, lithium iron battery fires are uh, a different type than your typical gasoline fires. You know, I think that you. At your opening statement, you, you 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 know you mentioned something about you know gas uh, you know gasoline uh, uh, cars catch fire every day, but here you know lithium-ion battery or EVs um, they're fairly new, right? So the average EV cars are probably three four years old, um, and then they have different conditions in catching fire. Some of it's inherent, some of it's doing collisions, some of it's doing charging, and uh, in the case of Florida, when you have uh, uh, flooding. Um, the salt water go in there and corrode the battery and then you can have uh, You know, you know battery fires spontaneously after the flooding. So it's a different level of danger uh, than your typical gasoline uh, cars um, and uh, you know, so far there's no known way of putting that fire out uh, And it's a very very violent uh, uh, fire um, so It's a different level of uh, danger, And, and I think that, you know, from firefighter to the industry and to suppliers like us, we're all trying to address this issue very seriously.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we you know, right now, where do you think electric vehicles are going to go? I mean, there's, there's talk that, you know, depending on what, where you live, whether it's California or Massachusetts, um, you know, electric vehicles will be the only thing sold or the majority of anything sold by 2035. Although I guess just in uh, Europe now, they sort of backed off on some of the electric vehicle mandates. Where do you see electric vehicles going?
2: Yeah, I think that electric vehicle is where the early innings of how the evolution uh, evolution is going to come about. Um, you know, it, the world consumes or sells about 100 plus million cars a year. Uh, I think there's a DOE study saying that if um, by 2030, uh, based on this, uh, the automotive OEM's roadmap uh, of producing somewhere around 30 to 40 million evs uh, a year that's about 30 to 40 percent of the market in the world um we're going to start running out of uh the material to power these uh you know to power these batteries um i think we're going to be short based on the DOE report somewhere around you know 50 to 60 percent there's just not enough cobalt enough rare earth material to supply all those batteries so i think that we're earning innings of that i think that we're going to start looking at new architectures uh, whether it's hybrid or new chemistry, it's um, just different ways to uh, uh, to be more sustainable. You know, I mean, you know, everybody's trying to compete on. Hey, my battery can run six hundred miles, seven hundred miles. I mean, when you think about it, you're literally carrying a gas station on your back. Uh, you know, just trying to go get some gro— you know, trying to get uh, trying to get some groceries. So, um, is that really? That necessary, or is it a different way of thinking about uh, electrification that we should go? And I think that fast charging um, uh, will go a long way to remove the uh, the range anxiety, you know, and therefore helping uh, uh, the whole industry to consume less of the battery per vehicle, and therefore more vehicles could have some kind of electrification power, um, maybe in a hybrid situation with something else.
1: And you know one of the things that seems to be coming up is sort of the second life of some of these e v batteries. I keep reading about how you know the uh the e v battery when it's worn out in a Tesla for instance, it can be disassembled and- and part of those battery packs can be reused from everything from power walls to solar generators. Are you seeing that as well at your at your end?
2: Yeah, uh, that's where the uh, yeah the second life application, the recyclability of it, sustainability of it, uh, and then safety and thermal management becomes very key. Um, so this is where cooler comes in. Um, we provide the energy management system to um, to keep these batteries safe. You know, um, and then we take it. Uh, our technology developed to be on the Mars rover, to be on the International Space Station. So now we're helping uh, commercial customers uh, to take their batteries uh, and make it second live applications uh, very safe. So in, in the case you were talking about, if, if the batteries uh, go down to below 80% capacity from the original use, uh, different applications, uh, whether it's EV or electric planes, we'll start uh, recycling these uh, these batteries for the energy storage uh, application that I just talked about, uh, because there's still, still you know, a few years of life uh, in them, um, and then this is where you need to know how uh, safe the batteries are, uh, where they have been, and then also the containment system that you talked about that CODA provides uh, to keep them um, safe throughout multiple lives of use.
1: Well, let's back up to something you just said, that your system is used in the International Space Station and the Mars rover?
2: Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, we uh, work with NASA, and uh, for for many many years. So uh, our thermal management system is uh, used uh, on the Mars rover Perseverance. It's on the ref lander right now uh, to keep the uh, instruments and the battery uh, cool and safe. Um, and then we also uh, provide the uh, lithium-ion battery storage containment system um, for the astronauts' laptops, portable batteries tablets on the international space station Um, it's been on there since 2019 and uh, we um, have uh, you know utilized that technology and developed commercial version of that technology uh, work with our partner uh, called service solution which is the largest uh, battery recycling company in north america Um, and then that system is available for them to recycle batteries of all kinds from e v batteries to your smartphone batteries to power tools um, and it's gonna uh, start showing up in retailers um, in you know smartphone stores uh in recycle centers around the country
1: when you when you were a kid in college did you ever you ever think anything that you'd be working on would be in intergalactic
2: yeah <laughs> uh, great question um uh, when I was a kid in college, I was just trying to survive the day, to be honest. Uh, never thought that far ahead, John. Um, but, uh, you know, I, my my education is in electrical engineering and computer science from the University of California. Um, and then throughout my kind of a te- technology career, um, I've always been in the semiconductor and in the software world. Uh, but 2013, um, I met Dr. Tim Knowles, uh, my partner, and... Um, I, then I realized that you know thermal management heat is really becoming a limiting factor for performance and reliability on on these new electronics. And uh, little did I know after I started cooler with 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 Dr. Knowles, um, NASA calling. And in 2015, 2016 time, time, and then this is when they start thinking about putting lithium-ion batteries on. You know on the uh, on the space station, on uh, astronauts, backpack, and so forth, and through all the work that team has done with them, and they called us to uh, work on solutions. So uh, really fortunate uh, working with uh, NASA Johnson Space Center, Marshall, JPO throughout the years and developed a, a lot of technology around that. Um, and then, and uh, now we're we're uh, commercialization of those te- those type of technology. Uh, for commercial use, you know, EVs, energy storage, electric plane, uh, EV tolls, power tools, e-bikes. We got, you know, a lot of customers coming to us uh, really want these technologies to help them design and keep their batteries uh, safer.
1: I I just think it must have been an interesting phone call when uh, the phone rang and it was NASA calling saying, hey, we'd like to talk to you guys and see what you can do to help us out.
2: Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a privilege, you know, it's, it's totally a privilege to work with them. Uh, throughout the years, uh, we provide them technology, um, and then we also license technology from NASA. You know, there's a couple of uh, uh, battery safety technology. We are an exclusive licensee from NASA. Um, and, then, uh, and then actually one of them uh, received the Commercialization Award of the Year last year, uh, because our effort in commercialization of that, you know, and now we have over fifty customers from EV customers, uh, e bike, uh, EV tow, which is electric plane, um, to use this technology, to test for battery safety. Um, Tim has since retired my my uh, my uh, my partner, um, and Doctor Will Walker, who has joined us uh, as our new CTO last year. Uh, he was uh, the thermal management and battery safety lead at NASA Johnson Space Center where he spent 13 years. Mm. So um, now we're not only supplying NASA, we're uh, uh, helping lab, you know, NASA to commercialization of their technology. And also we hire CTO from the NASA roots, and a lot of engineers from there. So uh, it's a NASA heritage um, uh, inside
1: out. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And and it and it's and it's not like it, when you're in a space station, if all of a sudden your laptop starts to smoke, you can't exactly throw it out the window. So it, it is so important to be able to do this. Is is battery are are batteries in general, and I guess whether it's electric vehicles or electric propulsion or or, or battery storage, is it really? S- uh, is is this the new sort of circular economy that kind of starts at one end and finishes up um something completely different at the end is is this is this what um is this what's sort of referred to as that circular economy and are batteries, batteries are batteries a key part of that
2: yeah i you know i think so i think it's about reusability sustainability uh, and so forth. You know, like you said, at the International Space Station, there's no window to fill a smoking um, laptop out, right? It's probably one of the most real expensive real estate, um, not just on Earth, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, in, in the universe. Yeah. Um, and so safety is absolutely of paramount importance. Um, in terms of, you know, circular economy, I think it's about, you know, energy generation and energy storage. Um, when you think about uh, other aspects in our lives, uh, whether it's water, food, um, you know other essential parts of life, um, we have a storage system you know um, you can store water in a water tank you can store food obviously in a fridge, uh, you know dry food etc but energy is very hard to store. so the generation of energy, it's being consumed almost, you know, you know, instantaneously. But when you have storage, it kind of changes the dynamics. You know, like information, you have storage. Store on your iPhone, on your tablet. Just imagine that your iPhone doesn't have any storage on it. You, you know, you got to take a photo, or you got to get a photo from the cloud all the time. It just becomes very cumbersome. This is, <laughs> excuse me, what happens with storage or with energy storage? You have to have, you know, attached to generation at all times. But when you have uh, affordable, reliable, sustainable, and safe, ready to uh, use energy storage at the consumer, at a consumption level, then it can change how energy gets generated and energy gets stored and energy gets transmitted, and it can remove some of the, you know, blackouts, uh, transmission issues and shutting down and maybe even you know some of the wildfire gets you know gets created in 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 california here so it can change the dynamics of of the of the energy complex and this is i think where the circular economy becomes uh enabled and facilitated through uh, these type of sustainable and safe energy storage systems you know um yep. and as, like i said it's, you know we're just at the very beginning of that, um, and there's going to be a many, many evolutions of this, um, and we're just thrilled to be part of that.
1: Yeah, as we were talking, I just uh, typed in cooler technologies into my browser to kind of look and see what you guys are up to. And uh-huh. you know, re- recently, I was just watching, uh, it was a, a preview of a pretty semi-autonomous, Drone that could carry two people, and it had a series of four um, motors on it uh, that uh, mm-hmm. that that ran that ran these four propellers. And and you guys are working on technology now to minimize any kind of vibration on that, those types of systems, too, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, yes, that that is correct. Uh, so we acquired a, a technology called Cooler Vibe, uh, uh last year. Um, and so we believe that this is a very integral part of how to make energy sustainable through electric mobility you know um in in drone and, and, drum and uh, when a very large drone carry uh people it's called uh the you know E-Vito, electric vertical takeoff and uh, landing uh you know vehicles um, and so it's you know, you know, most of it is powered by a battery, so you got to keep the battery safe and sustainable. Um, and during takeoff and landing, um, the batteries are you know overcharged you try to get as much juice from the or power from the battery as possible, so you can take off and land safely. Um, and then during the flight, um, uh, you know, vibration is a you know key part of it, uh, both from a uh, comfort level as well as from the energy consumption level. It's also from a safety level. Um, from an energy consumption point of view, um, it, vibration is friction, so, or it's creative or it's it effective friction. So when you have friction or you know excessive level of friction, then it, it then it takes energy away from uh, your uh, system, and then that becomes wasted energy, like heat. So by removing that, what Covite does is uh, identifies where the vibration comes from. Uh, from the source of that and then we have a way to remove that um, so it makes your uh, your uh, motors run smoother uh, and the passenger flight experience to be much smoother Uh, in some cases we are able to eliminate vibration by up to 99 percent and in a delivery drone uh, cases um, you can increase the flight time with the same battery you can increase the flight time by up to 25 percent and you, and you can increase the lift by up to thirty percent. So imagine the same battery; you can fly longer and lift more weight just by removing the energy being consumed through vibration. So we thought there was a lot of promise of that, um, and it, by integrating that with the battery uh, safety and battery sustainability technology, then we can provide drone customers, EVTO customers, electric plane customers, a total system. Um, to make their uh, electrification uh, powertrain more sustainable and safer
1: yeah it's it's very interesting and the um the website is cooler technology but it's not spelled the way people think it's k u l r um what's what's the name
2: uh, what's the name yeah yeah
1: how'd you come up with k u l r
2: well um we thought you know it, it, Thermal management. We're trying to keep things cooler, cooler. lighter, and yep. safer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cooler, lighter, and safer. That's kind of uh, our our mission. Um, and you know, back in 2013, this is when you know Uber and you know all the different uh, four-letter uh, you know cool, yeah. cooler words, if you no pun intended, is being kind of thrown you know thrown around, and then we kind of had some fun with the idea. And uh kind of came about and kind of, you know, kind of stuck with us and and then uh, just been since then. And, then, you know, I think that uh, cooler, lighter, safer has been our mission and no. continue to be that way. Yeah,
1: no, it, it sounds it sounds it. And for people who want to check it check it all out, maybe uh, maybe they want to see what what you guys are up to or stay in touch with you or. Invest with you, or whatever the case is. It's kulrtechnology.com, and they can learn about you. They can learn about you. They can learn about your um, your uh, operating, what you guys are up to, as well as uh, you know some of some of your leadership as well, and kind of see where it's all going. And uh, I just I just think as we you know whether it's you know I pick up my cordless drill that has lithium batteries in it or My electric bicycle that has lithium batteries in it or, you know, I'm staring at my laptop, my tablet, my phone right now. And 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 as far as that goes, a a cordless headset that has lithium batteries in it. The idea that these batteries can be, uh, if something happens with them, that they can be, um, that they're safer just makes a lot of sense. And like you said, uh, the idea that you're adding safety and lightweight. To th- these battery systems and the electronics industry, I think is is pretty amazing. And and you know, you're you're the only guy I know who is, uh, you know, stuff outside of the outside of the uh, the earth we live in. So uh, pretty pretty remarkable <laughs> that your products are your products are uh, you know uh, uh, out in the universe now. So pretty amazing stuff, Michael. I want to thank you for taking a little time out of your Sunday morning and joining us on the Car Doctor program.
2: Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, John. Uh, it was great to be with you. Appreciate it. All right.
1: It. Take care. Bye bye. We need to take a break and pay Bye-bye. some bills. Bye. My name is John Paul. This is a car doctor program. If you would like to join us, 781-837-4900 is the phone number. 781-837-4900. Love to hear from you and see what's on your mind on this Sunday morning, the first Sunday morning of fall. We'll be right back.
0: AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24-hour 7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and rental cars, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at aaa.com join. On Friday, October 20th, join South Shore Health at their annual Moonlight and Miracles Gala, featuring a seated dinner, live auction with MC Billy Costa, and music by local band Hot Mess. This year's event at the Weymouth Club will support the growing need for emergency care in our community. In life-or-death scenarios, close-to-home emergency care is critical. Support these valuable services and purchase your tickets for the Moonlight and Miracles Gala right now at southshorehealth.org backslash gala. My time hey guys it's Lexi James and, and we're Cryer Creek Twilight Showcase Radio hosted by Sandy
3: Stride and Keith James
0: tune into Twilight Showcase Radio Sundays on 95.9 WATD and 95.9 WATD.com search for Twilight Showcase on Facebook and visit twilightshowcase.org Twilight Showcase tomorrow night from 7 to 9 on 95.9 WATD Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor on 95.9 W.A.T.D. Now back to the car doctor.
1: And welcome back to the car doctor program. Uh, if you were thinking about going up to Gore Place today for the Motorheads Car Club show, it has been postponed. Uh, kind of a rainy, miserable day. Probably wouldn't have many people show up. But that was uh, that's uh, 52 Gore Street Waltham. I got a, a, a message message. Uh, that says it was pro- postponed from Greg Anderson. He called in uh, two weeks ago, I think. Uh, yeah, it's been postponed to October 22nd. So um, if you were heading up there today, uh, the show is going to run till about 2.30. It was postponed. It will be, uh, hopefully, on October 22nd. So you can go check it out, the Motorheads show, and um, you can uh, find out more information. It says go to Motorheads. Carclub.net to find out more information about the car club, but um, that was going to be um, there was going to be food, DJ trophies, raffles, fifty-fifty raffle, face painting, ice cream truck, more vendors uh, uh, than they can list on this little thing, uh, and all the proceeds to the benefit uh, go are the proceeds to benefit the Community Day Center of Waltham. So um, if you were heading up there, don't head up there right now. Wait until uh, October twenty second. So there's still there's still it's still car show season. It's, problem is the winter has been pretty hard on. Uh, I mean the weather's been pretty hard on weekend stuff. There have been some tough weekends. Um, someone just wrote to me and said, after years of being my own mechanic and as a hobby, uh, restoring British classics, at age eighty, in the beginning of the pandemic, my body and my wife told me, "You're done." So forget about the uh, two John Deere small tractors I maintain. I started building model cars. I've accumulated almost 40 and have given a few away to friends, sold a few, and now I'm lacking room for display. I've also accumulated six plus for the upcoming winter. Any idea where I could donate these? Um, Yeah, probably someplace like the Lars Anderson Auto Museum. Uh, maybe even the Newport Car Museum. We're going to be talking to Gunther in a couple of weeks, by the way. They have a big auction going on, on down there. They love to put stuff on display, but uh, something something like that could be, uh, could be a good place to donate them. Um, you know, those are sort of the local ones, maybe even Audrain, which I've never been to the Audrain Auto Museum. I, I know people who have been there. Uh, I've emailed them a couple of times to see if they wanted to be on the program to talk about it. Uh, I believe their car week was supposed to be coming up this week. They kind of didn't have the best weather for that either. I did get an invitation to go to it uh, just the other day, I think, from um, not from them. It was actually from the uh, from uh, Boston McLaren uh, sent me an invitation to go, but uh, um, obviously didn't go. Um and probably I'm not I and I'm sure the McLaren display probably happened because I think a couple of years ago pre COVID um I went because AAA A was a sponsor and uh they and McLaren sponsored the nighttime dinner thing uh which was which was pretty entertaining. So anyway, this is uh Bill from Rehoboth who wants to know where to where to donate his uh forty or so model cars that he's been building, and, uh, you know, interestingly, it says both his body and his wife have told him he has to be done, so. uh, Someone also wrote to me and said uh, they want to sell their car. They said, I hope you can help me um, selling our 2017 Subaru Outback, and my daughter suggested going through Carvana, CarMax, AutoNation, or another to get a way better offer than the dealer since we're buying a new Forester. Never used that service. Wanted your opinion about it. Um, You know, one of the questions was, how do you get your money? Is it secure? You know, does it work? Um, Yeah, it works. There's no question about it. Um, The, you know, people sell cars to Carvana. There's another one called Vroom, V-R-O-O-M, CarMax, I don't know about AutoNation. CarMax, I don't know if they pick the car up like Carvana and Vroom do. Uh, They may. Um, In fact, I was thinking about selling the older Volkswagen we have, and I contacted them. uh, And, you know, they just kind of ask you how many miles are it? You know, is there any check engine lights on? How are the tires? What's the overall condition? You know, don't play up the condition if it's average it's average you know don't you know a lot of people think oh my car is always in good condition it might not be that good you know if it's got some dents and dings and you know does it have two keys which is very important these days because you're not making keys for five dollars anymore you can spend five hundred dollars on a new key so um, so you need to be aware of all of that the other thing to be aware of too is um, if you sell your car outright it's going to affect the sales tax that you're going to pay on your new car. So say you're going to go buy a new car for $30,000, $35,000, and your used car was worth $15,000. Well, that 15000 would go towards... The new car price, so you'd only be paying the sales tax on the $15,000 purchase of the new car because you already paid the sales tax once on your old car. If you're selling your car outright and you're buying a new car, you're going to be paying the sales tax on that full $35,000 car. So there's going to be a little bit of a difference in that. So that could be $1,000 or more. So, you know, if you're looking at, well, Carvana's offering, offering me 16000 and the dealer's offering me 15000 when you do the other part of the math, you may find out that really the numbers aren't as strong as they seem. Sure, everybody wants to have an extra $1,000 in their pocket, but if you're taking it out out of what you're going to have to pay in the sales tax in the new car. It makes it a little more complicated. Our phone number is 781-837-4900. 781-837-4900. Let's talk to Johnny from Marshfield. Johnny, good morning.
2: Hey, good morning.
1: What can we do for you? you? Hello.
2: What can we do for you? I was going to suggest about the guy with the model cars that... um, you could try to find a museum, or Marshall Community Christmas will be having their auction pretty soon. So you could donate them to them.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea, because uh, I'm sure sure something like that would be, uh, would be a, a hot item at an auction. I, you, know, people, you know, people love some of these model cars, and I've seen some that go from, you know, pretty simple to some pretty exotic ones, too. So, yeah, that's, that's a really good idea. I really appreciate calling in and asking and, and giving, giving us that suggestion. Hey, no problem. Have a good day. Oh, you as well. Bye bye now. Uh, one of our one of our listeners, um, she's actually up in up um, up in Derry, New Hampshire, and um, she wrote to me a while back. She said um, she uh, her name is Paula, and she has worked for Gillette and the T, I believe, and one um, of one of her, one of her one of the things she does is she believes that, you know, pretty much everything should be stainless steel on a car to uh, help improve with, uh, help improve the, uh, the life of the vehicle. Uh, there's too much planned obsolescence of cars just rusting away. And I think this was a result of maybe talking about brake lines and brake line repairs um, and, uh, you know, how she uses uh, stainless steel uh to replace brake lines as opposed to the regular steel lines um, I have become a fan of something called nicop um it's a nickel copper uh brake line that uses uh I think only about 10% steel so it's pretty rust resistant and better than that it's also really easy to use it's it's very soft uh it's very it's um, it's almost like working with a regular copper uh, uh, light copper tubing like a 316 copper tubing so um, it, it's it's easy to bend it's easy to flare it works really well and it's a strong it's it's what's used on a lot of um, a lot of European vehicles and and uh, it, it just works out well it's more expensive than conventional steel line um, but because of that it's also it, it tends to last a really long time um, but, again, uh, she was saying how I uh, uh, wanted to take the door off a van that they have uh, to do some rust repairs and uh, the rusted bottom door so I can redo the door bottom completely out of stainless steel. Uh, so they had to cut some holes and patch the holes afterwards. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous because, A, I don't have a plasma cutter, and, B, I'm not a, I'm not a good welder. And only because, I guess, I never really... Practiced. um i never worked in a place where we had anything other than uh oxygen acetylene torch so all i ever did was braze i was not good at trying to gas weld and i don't know that anybody's really good at trying to gas weld i'm sure there's people out there that are but um but you know with a stick welder i could kind of put things together with i had a um a, a flux coated wire welder that i bought from um from Harbor Freight for 100 bucks or something. I used it to fix a broken snowblower and, you know, tack something on my lawnmower and did a few little minor things with it. It worked fine for what it was. When I ended up moving, I ended up, uh, I don't know if I sold it or gave it to the Votex school, one or the other. I gave a lot of stuff to the local Votex school. Um, and uh, But I never considered... Being able to weld with it, it was more that I was able to stick things together with it and uh, again i wasn 't wasn 't particularly good at it for that so um, but it's it's um, it's always it 's always good to you know if you if you can have that if you have room for that it 's always good uh, She also uh, put a flywheel in um, in this van and used these uh, uh, stainless steel bolts to they're, they look like they 're about eight inches long. To support the transmission, so to slide the transmission out, and then be able to get a wrench in up in there without having to take tra- transmission out. Which uh, sent me a picture of it, and uh, I did something similar once. Um, there was a short—well, I shouldn't say short period of time. There was a period of time I I worked. Uh, doing some work at night for a used car dealer so you'd be by yourself and if it was something like oh put a clutch in a car or something uh you're working by yourself they didn't have a lift they just had ramps and jacks and jack stands so uh there was times where you tried to get a, tried to get around having to pull a transmission out so the idea of trying to slide a transmission back to be able to get uh to be able to get to it uh made made some sense so that sort of worked um If you want to join us, I'm sorry. If you want to join us, our phone number is 781-837-4900. Phone lines are open on this uh, rainy fall day. I would love to talk to you and see what's on your mind about uh, the automotive world and uh, the uh, vehicle. And I'm sorry. I'm kind of distracted here today, and I don't quite know why, um, but I am. And uh, I want to talk about the car that got me around, which was an electric car. It was the Genesis GV60. It's an all-electric compact SUV from Genesis. Genesis is the luxury brand of Hyundai. Uh, the GV60 is Genesis' first vehicle to be built on the dedicated EV platform known as the Electric Global Modular Platform, or EGMP, uh, marking the brand's move towards electrification, uh, and we'll have to see where this all this electrification goes. Uh, will people at some point say, "I don't know that I want to spend that kind of money," or I still have concerns about range range anxiety, or I live in an old house with an old electrical service and I can't just put a 50 amp outlet by the corner of my house and be expected to use it to charge up my car every day because I live in a house that has an old 60 amp electrical service or something. Uh, We'll have to wait and see where it all goes. This particular vehicle is available in three models, a standard rear wheel drive model. A standard four-wheel drive model and the performance model with the four-wheel drive. Uh, each features the same battery. It's a 77.4 kilowatt battery. Uh, standard rear-wheel drive model features a maximum driving range of 280 miles. Our road test was in the GV performance version with front and rear electric motors. These motors are rated at 160 kilowatts, so about 214 horsepower each. Delivers um, just short of 430 horsepower, pretty amazing horsepower, but even more than that, uh, pretty amazing torque. The stated uh, driving range is 248 miles with the dual motors, And uh, but I found that with slow level one charging, which is the only way I can charge up at home because I live in a very little cottage, uh, I don't have level two charging, I don't know that I would ever put level two charging at my house just for that reason, but I do have that juice plus charging cable, which I can plug into an outlet that is a 20 amp, 110 volt outlet. So it charges a little bit faster than a conventional 15 amp outlet, but additionally, it seems like that slow charging puts a little bit more juice in the battery. And uh, I saw 280, 285 miles of range when I charged up that way. Technology is abundant in the GV60. It also features road active noise control. So it's technology to minimize noise. It uses various sound absorbing materials to achieve silence while driving. Safety features include everything. Forward collision assist, lane keeping assistant, blind spot uh, warning, driver attention warning, which dinged a couple times when I was driving it rear side monitors high beam assist so automatic high beams smart cruise control navigation based smart cruise control so your car knows where you are on the road it also looks at speeds and all that sort of stuff highway driving assistant rear view monitor surround view monitor so you know kind of what's going on all around the car Um, parking distance warning and of course it's got uh that smart park system which allows you to start up the car and back it out of a parking space or drive it out of a parking space uh without you being in it i'm it's cute when you do it it's it shocks people um is it I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been blocked in a parking spot yet while I've had one of these cars. So um, I could see how it happened. I remember once at work, I came out and someone had parked about six inches away from my driver's door, and I'm like, "Well, that meant I had to either go back in, find out who owned the car, ask them to move the car, or climb in through the passenger door," which is what I did, and um, it was a little annoying, certainly, Uh, but. You know, if I had Smart Park, I could have pushed a button and had it back right out. That would have been nice, I guess. Um, The other thing I thought was weird was uh, it's an electric car. It has an electric motor. It doesn't make engine sounds, but it can. It actually has an electronic sound system in it that can deliver everything from an e-motor sound so an electric motor sound to a gasoline engine sound to um i don't know it it was cute i kind of liked the jetsons sort of sound that it could make um but the idea of fake engine sounds just don't really appeal to me um i don't know i don't think they're necessary um, it's, it's a fun car to drive though Instant torque, 400 horsepower The performance is outstanding There's even a boost button Which uh, adds more horsepower for 10 seconds So sort of a little fast and furious Kind of like hitting the nitrous switch Um takes about eight hours to charge it with a level two charger. Uh, You can charge up to 90% at a high speed, like a 350 kilowatt, like uh, Electrify America in less than 30 minutes. Um, For a small SUV, the ride's actually pretty good. I think it has to do with their electronic uh, control system. We'll talk about air suspension in just a bit. Uh, The passenger compartment has wide, comfortable front seats. The controls are modern. They rely heavily on a touchscreen, but there are buttons for major functions. The shifter may be one of the most unique that I've ever seen. I thought Jaguar had a pretty cool shifter once that popped up out of the center console. This one is a, um, a crystal ball that sort of lights up when you open it. But once you start it, the ball flips over to become a shift knob. So... It looks really cool. I don't know what's going to happen when this thing breaks, but it looks really cool. Um, there's a, a, a pretty decent cargo area. Uh, you know, it's not enormous. It's a small car. Rear seats do fold flat. There's also a very small compartment in the front trunk or the frunk And it's really small. I don't know what you're really going to carry in there, but there is some room up there. Uh, The GV60 by Genesis has all the technology, performance, and comfort that most drivers will ever need. As a purpose-built electric vehicle, this may be one of the best compact luxury models on the market that I have driven to date. Now, I haven't driven a Tesla for evaluation purposes. I've been in a couple. I've been in the 3. I've been in the... S I've been in the X, but I haven't really evaluated them. I think I took an S no, I took a three for a ride. It was fine. Um but uh I haven't I haven't evaluated one because frankly I don't think Tesla really cares that I haven't. Um but if you want to check out uh you want to see what the G V sixty is like, you can go to my Instagram page. If you go to Instagram, it's John F. Paul on Instagram, just uh like my Twitter or X or whatever that thing's called, or Mr. John F. Paul on Facebook or Car Doctor Podcast on Facebook. A lot of the stuff ends up there, too. So uh, let's talk to Tom in Weymouth. We haven't talked to Tom in a bit. Tom,
3: good morning. Good morning, John. John, you know, I'm purchasing electric cars. It's all of things, first of all, which is not so that you said, range and we have to have electrical so it's just not simple you know what i mean it's many many things that are going on in all my years of my life buying cars for the past five years or so this is the hardest time right now i've ever had to try to pick a car to buy when i was young it was money. now it's just you just can't figure it out you know but they've also complicated and they have so many things you do want you don't want i can 't even come to terms I research them all the time Just yeah it it
1: <laughs> is it is really hard because it, it this is and I keep calling it the new golden age of the automobile because you know you can get a plug in hybrid you can get a regular hybrid you can get a gasoline car you can get a battery electric car you can get a car that's going to um that's going to uh, almost drive itself you 're going to get a car with Tons of technology. In one way, I'm kind of glad that my regular car that I drive every day that now is five years old has not a lot of technology in it. I wish it had a better backup camera, which it has a terrible backup camera, but other than that in some ways I'm kind of happy it doesn't have a lot of this other additional safety systems, although we know that these safety systems can save lives and prevent crashes, um, but uh, the the technology comes at a cost, and at what point is the buying public going to say, "I don't want to spend?" 60,000, 65,000, 70,000 on a car when the average transaction price is, you know, right around 50,000 now. I'm driving a Mazda CX-90, the new the new Mazda SUV. It's $61,000. That's a that's a lot mm-hmm. of money for a vehicle and it has a lot of options. It's a, it's a mild hybrid. Uh it doesn't even tell you it's a hybrid, uh but it is. It's a it's a mild hybrid. It uses a new uh, uh straight six which is which they 're really bragging about it's they put it right on the fender, you know inline six cylinder engine but you 're right there is there is a ton of technology there's a ton of features in cars today. Do you really need a car that you wave your foot under the rear bumper and it opens up the hatch or do you really need right. you know do you really need you know vibrating massaging seats I, I you know
3: i I know i don't um I find them annoying. And the other thing, other than that, is after listening to your other guests about how the, all your privacy is gone in these cars, you know.
1: Well, well, there, there is, you know, there is that, and and anyone who thinks that, um, you know, telematics—the idea that your your vehicle is, you know, going to talk to the manufacturer and it can update itself—and it will update itself. There's no question. There's these over-the-air updates, but part of it also is. Um, The commercial part of it the 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 idea that your you know pick whatever pick whatever car it is your your you know your cadillac escalade knows that every day that you go to dunkin donuts and you get a a large regular Mm -hmm. coffee and a coffee roll because the gps system knows that you're going to that dunkin donuts it knows you're going to that dunkin donuts and what (laughs) i said to my my old boss one time was um you know that you know you drive your car in there every day and i said how does your car know that you're wearing that you're wearing your seatbelt and he goes well i don't know how, how does it know and i said there's a weight sensor in your in your seat that knows that you're sitting in your seat and knows that to either turn the airbag on or off. If you're if you're a very petite person, it'll shut the airbag down or or slow it way down. Or when you put a you know twenty pound bag on your passenger seat, it's not heavy enough, so it it knows there's something there, but it it makes sure that the airbag won't go off if you get into a crash. I said, how does it know that at one point it might go? Uh, uh, Mr., S- you know, your car all of a sudden, as you pull up to the Dunkin' Donuts line, goes, uh, Mr. Smith, maybe you want to skip that donut today because uh, because <laughs> you put on a couple of pounds, and we know that, you know, so, yeah, we <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's the same thing if you, you know, on uh, radios with uh, the, you know, people that listen to satellite, uh, Sirius XM, for instance, you can tag a song. So if it comes up somewhere, it'll even if you're not listening to that station, it'll pop the song back up. up. So how does it? You know, where are you at a point where you know if it's a certain artist that you tag the song with, that all of a sudden you get an offer um, from Ticketmaster to buy tickets to that concert because the car knows exactly what you like and what you're doing. So. There, there's right. a lot there's a lot of future technology that we don't even know about yet that uh, that your car that your car is kind of gathering a lot of information about you and you know maybe in you know ten or fifteen or 20 years or whenever they figure out what to do with it all um, yeah. you know it, but it
3: what could, isn't? It, yeah but what yeah. isn't collecting you know you go yeah. on your cell phone your computer or whatever, yeah I mean you know? I
1: mean i uh, you know i I was looking at uh uh I don't know something water heaters one day and you know the next thing I know every time I look at my phone, there's an ad for a water heater. Mm-hmm. you know it's like i wait a minute, I wasn't looking on Facebook for water heaters, but all of a sudden on Facebook there's you know every time I turn around there's a advertisement for a water heater, but you're right everything every, you know everything's it seems like everything's listening, and you know maybe that's maybe that's paranoid sound but um uh, right. but it yeah. yeah, it certainly sounds it
3: um if you have another second? If you have a call. Sure, all sure. No, <laughs> go go ahead. Although your phone,
1: your phone's cutting in and out a little bit, so.
3: Okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, I'll go closer to something. Okay, I hope that's better. That um, is. Yes. Uh, so, like I said, I've been watching cars, trying to come to terms, and I and I just can't because i want to know in case something happens to my car you know and you have to pull that switch and you have to get one and but so i was following sort of a more upgrade car like it was an audi mm-hmm. and i kind of liked it then i noticed this year for 2022 or whatever it was all of a sudden now that you can only get it in hybrid you know yeah. I'm like, i don't want that so i went to the dealer just recently because i went online and i noticed something different and i said is this new model twenty four going to have, have that hybrid? He goes, no, nobody was buying it. So you know, I mean, so they are get they are getting feedback from us for not purchasing. Right. right. So if you're an anti electric person like I am, then I, I won't <laughs> buy a guy just for that reason. It sounds yep. bad, but
1: yeah, you know, no, the the, the hybrid. I think that I really think. I mean, as far as this push to complete battery electric yeah. cars i i personally i'm not sure if it's really going to happen maybe it will i don't know um mm-hmm. but i think hybrid or plug-in hybrid uh is mm-hmm. really the answer although you know there's still battery costs yeah. and and battery you know the, the fear of um mm-hmm. you know what can happen to a battery but um but i think if you're you know it's the last plug-in hybrid i grew charged just fine with the outside outlet that i you know plug stuff into and uh mm-hmm. it got it went about 40 miles between charges and on most days it would I don't even think the gasoline engine would run but if I wanted to go you know if it was a vehicle that I wanted to drive to Florida I wouldn't have to worry about trying to find a charging station I could just I could just gas it up whenever I gas it up and know that okay my gas mileage is going to be not as good as it was when the battery was fully charged but I'm going to be able to get where I'm going without trying to find a charging station so for me I think you know, a plug-in hybrid mm-hmm. or a battery electric hybrid, uh, a regular hybrid would be would be the best yep. choice. But even at that, uh, I, you know, you you pay for more as you're going along. Hey, hey, we got to go because okay. we still got another break to take. But uh, as always, good okay, good questions, good comments. Love talking to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. We need to take another break. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. You're listening on 95.9 WATD. We'll be right back.
0: AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24 hours, 7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and rental cars, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at AAA.com join. It happens all over Massachusetts.
1: Anytime my shoes?
0: In every home and every community. Be careful on your bike. Learning can happen anytime, anywhere.
2: We'll see you in practice this weekend.
0: And no matter how learning takes place in your family's life, Desi is there as your partner. The Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. Never stop learning. Find out more at fast.gov slash back to school. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Department for Elementary and Secondary Education. Talk radio with a South Shore Point of View. Hi, I'm Kevin Chachi. Join me tomorrow for Monday Night Talk, where the South Shore comes to talk. Tomorrow night after the 6 o'clock news here on 959 WAPD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor on 95.9 W.A.T.D. Now back to the
1: car doctor. And welcome back to the car doctor program. And by the way, if you see Kevin Tocci wishing my happy birthday, Facebook told me it was his birthday this week. So uh, happy birthday to him. Uh, Someone wrote to me and said, I have a basic manual transmission. 2019 Subaru Impreza five door, no frills. The one thing I miss is not having a CD player. Which had been deemed no longer feasible. When I purchased the car, I asked if a CD player could be installed, and the dealer told me no. Can I have a CD player installed elsewhere? And is my car capable of having satellite radio? Um, the dealer could have actually put a CD player in it. Um, many Subaru models you, there was a there was an option to be able to tuck it inside the uh, center console. Uh, it was a kind of dealer installed a port installed thing uh, but the other option is um you can get a cd little standalone cd player that plugs into a usb plug so it actually powers up through the usb plug and also plays through that just like you if you plugged in your phone and played it through that um uh Sirius x m has adapters as well. The other option is you could always just upgrade the radio the one that has everything you want. You can probably even buy a radio with a cassette player in it um uh, you know the other option is uh you know just go to an auto stereo store and see what they have um You might find that their a Bluetooth adapter uh will at least get you the Sirius x m that you're looking for um if you have Sirius XM in your car for instance you can use it just about everywhere if you have a smart speaker if you have you can put it on your cell phone there's options to do that also don't take the first price Um, I have have the old Volkswagen that we have here that stays here had a Sirius I think it was an XM radio in it that's how old it was and Um, I called up and I said, yeah, you know, I want to... Actually, what I was doing, I was trying to troubleshoot the radio because the radio didn't work. And I suspected it was the antenna, but I wasn't sure. And I, at the time, didn't have the tools to pull the radio out. The radio uses these two little hook things that pull the radio out. And I called up Sirius and said, or XM or whatever they're called, and said, can you turn the radio on for... Uh, you guys are doing a free preview, and they said, "Yeah, we can do that," and um, they did. And I said, "How much would it be to get it?" And they told me it was twenty-nine dollars a month. I ended up getting it for five bucks a month, so you can get it cheaper. So there's a lot of options. Hey, that music means we need to go. Uh, we are just about out of time for for right now. Uh, next week on the Car Doctor program, we are uh, we're going to be. You know, is it is it September already? But well, we're going to be talking to Gunther from uh, the Newport Car Museum. Till next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and if you see an emergency vehicle by the side of the road, slow down or move over. It saves lives. Talk to y'all next week. Bye bye.